This is your life, God's truth, your QFM, and Merry Christmas to Pat's Pastor Gus in Warroad. How are you, sir? And a Happy New Year. Yeah. That'll be the next time I talk to you sometime. Right. Yeah, Merry Christmas. It seems crazy, but we just got like seven inches of snow up here, so I've been shoveling. <laughs> <laughs> we did, too, and there's more coming super tomorrow. Wet snow. Did you hear super wet? Yeah, just super heavy, sticky. and. Yep. Yeah, don't get a heart attack for uh, some of you out there shoveling if you're not in shape like Gus. But That's uh, right. I'm in shape. I, I exercise to increase my activity. Activity yeah, exactly. is an exercise for me. Shoveling, shoveling is good. a uh, good workout. There's no doubt good about activity, it. Good activity, yeah. Four to eight inches more coming tomorrow. Not sure if you'd heard that. but uh, No, I haven't. I heard something was coming, but yeah. um, my biceps are ready. Yes, let's go. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Gus, it's always a treat to talk to you. Thank you again for connecting so many times during 2022. And we'll do it again next year. Looking forward to it. And we're going out with a bang, aren't we, in this country uh, this year with the president signing that Respect for Marriage Act in this elaborate ceremony on the White House lawn last night, Tuesday night. Uh, Everything from uh, it was a mix of Mormons and drag queens. How about that, huh? Mormons are in favor of this? I don't get it, but they are. They were in favor. I can't imagine the Mormon church being in maybe a few Mormons. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to spend too much on time on that, but right. it is just... Well, I did think in 1996 we had DOMA, Defense of Marriage Act. Exactly. And now we have wow. the, the, what do they yeah, call Respect it for the Marriage Act. Respect, yeah. respect for marriage. If... If they had any respect for marriage, they yeah. wouldn't have changed its definition. How about that? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in 96, that was signed into law by a Democrat president, Bill Clinton. We've come a long way, baby. Here 26 in... <laughs> years we have defended biblical marriage and yeah. now offended biblical marriage. Yeah, Yikes. good point. There was a offense to God last night right there at our nation's capital when you have the majority leader, Chuck Schumer, saying... He was talking about how he delayed the passage of it until after the election. And I took a risk, but praise God, we succeeded. You know, things like that. Other people uh, activated or or used faith-laced sorts of verbiage. So, you know, it it is. It's very sad, isn't it? It Well, it reminds me of Isaiah chapter 5. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Yeah. Um, And so here... It's it's happening right yeah. now. They're like praising God for something that he condemns and it's not gonna be good for them. Yeah. It, it really isn't. And so we don't have to be all hot and bothered by it, but we certainly can be um the light, you know, yeah. chirping about, you know, what a bad decision it is. We yeah. don't have to get all angry, but we certainly <laughs> have to stand. Yeah, we are, and in some cases we will have to stand against what's coming now. There's certainly going to be infringements on religious liberty because of this. We've talked a lot about that. You know, but here, how about this? Uh, Jim Obergefell, he was the plaintiff in the 2015 Supreme Court case that invented the constitutional right to same-sex marriage. That's what, you know, they were all worried about, that after Roe versus Wade were, was overturned this year, that this conservative court would go on and overturn Obergefell, and so they wanted this law. But that guy, last night, he said, I am not celebrating. He said, we are not far enough. This does not go far enough. 
And in fact, uh, Nancy Pelosi said the same thing. Our work isn't done. We won't rest until the Equality Act is passed into law. And then President Biden agreed that the much harsher Equality Act must be passed because, and then he said this, because right now, a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of a restaurant for being gay in the afternoon. And, uh, of course, no, no one knows that has ever happened in our country. But they can say that, you know. So they just want to keep going, Gus. This is not done yet. The Equality Act is the next thing. And the Equality Act means what for us? Well, that is a huge assault on religious liberty. I mean... I don't have all of that in front of me again. This is just affirming gay marriage. That's right. But now they want to make it so that you can't even disagree. That's that's correct. With the Equality Act, is that right? Correct. With anything LGBT, I mean, the Equality Act would affect everything. I mean, employment and education, and in your bedroom, out of your bedroom, just everywhere. I mean, the Equality Act. I don't know if if there's much of a chance of that passing, but never say never in this country, right? Yeah, well, that's what they want to have happen. So we have got the playbook of our immoral Americans that are wanting to force their morality upon upon us, which means for us we need to prepare ourselves in our faith now in order to be bold and courageous enough to stand strong later. Amen. You know, speaking of standing strong, Vice President Kamala Harris, she spoke last night as well. And she looked out at all those people that were on the White House lawn last night, and she said something to this effect. She said, this is a victory, and it's part of a larger fight. She said, this decision, uh, you know, this, what we did here, uh, uh, we have to continue. We all work together on issues. It's the beauty of the coalition assembled here today including the right to marry the one you love, the right to access contraception, and the right to make decisions about your own body. In other words, abortion and all that. She, she rightly sees that that coalition of people standing for all these things that fly against the face of God, the truth of God, you know, she said it is a beautiful thing, all those people that were assembled last night mocking God. We see all throughout Scripture that people that shake their fist at God, what happens to them? But there's something that happens to us that are living it that think, well, that can't happen to us. That won't happen. That won't happen. Listen, I assure you, God will not be be mocked. He he just, he won't do it. He has to judge that kind of stuff. And I just want to be on his side when that judgment comes down, because that means I'll be protected. Yeah. And in order to be on his side, I've got to stand up for his principles. If we are ashamed of Jesus and his principles, then he will be ashamed of us when he is advocating us for the Father. Yeah. But as far as Gus Booth is concerned, and that I'm the only person I have complete autonomy over, Jesus will present me to his Father and say, He is my man. <laughs> this is my boy right here. He did it good. He did it right. He never backed down, and he was never a jerk about it either. Yeah. Amen. Love that. You know, there are a couple of interesting, uh, maybe positive things coming out of this. The uh, folks from I keep oh, the Liberty Council, I'm sorry, it's right here in front of me, Matt Staver. We've heard his name, a conservative legal group. They're saying because this happened last night, 
And now that this is a law, the Respect for Marriage Act, the Supreme Court will overturn the Obergefell decision. You know, we already said in this conversation, Gus, that that's what the Democrats were worried about. Uh, Clarence Thomas said, mentioned it after Roe versus Wade was overturned, something that, well, maybe we should take a look at the 2015 Obergefell case. And the reason is that overstepped constitutional bounds as well. Uh, Basically, in 2013, there was a case that said the states, not the federal government, have the right to regulate marriage. Remember, that's exactly what happened with Roe versus Wade. And now that the federal government has regulated marriage yesterday, that could be unconstitutional and it's going to be thrown out. Exactly. It will go to the Supreme Court. They'll uh, shut that down. They'll overturn Obergefell and it will go back to the states. So just like Roe versus Wade was overturned, Obergefell, which was legalizing, quote, legalizing same-sex marriage federally, will be overturned, too. He is saying it's going to happen. Uh, Matt Staver, on record now this morning, saying because of what happened last night, this will happen. So, well, he's either right or he's wrong. Yeah, right. So that's somebody right. has to rise up and actually take it to the Supreme Court. But how that plays out for your average rank and file Christian who's listening to us right now is we still are being required, relied upon by the Holy Spirit to, to stand up and, and speak for righteousness. Amen. Like, I'm not going to bring a case to the Supreme Court, neither are you, neither is probably anybody listening in our voice, but we will all have a voice to be able to stand up and say, you know, I'm actually pro-man-woman marriage. Yeah. And, and no law or no cultural pressure is going to cause me to change my mind. So are you with me, friend? <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah, amen. You know, as we wrap up, Gus, the pendulum is swinging. I mean, it's always swinging. Uh, and, of course, the pendulum swinging away from biblical truth seems to have gone pretty far in our country uh, lately. And I just got this today from the Gallup organization. You remember the group of Americans who identify as religiously unaffiliated? We call them the nuns. And yeah. N-O-N-E-S. And that has been growing for quite some time. Uh, in the 1950s, it was basically zero. There wasn't any nuns. And then at about 2017, it was 20% of the U.S. population. Well, guess what? In these last few years, and I think it's because the pendulum is swinging too far now, it looks like that number might start to be going the other way. And I, I think people are saying, wait a minute, this isn't right. I mean, this is ridiculous what, with the things that are going on, especially having to do with children and that kind of thing. Now, again, that's my opinion. But right. uh, according to this report, uh, there's still a, a plenty of Americans identifying as unaffiliated. But uh, that now has slightly declined two years in a row. How about that? Well, well, something is happening in the in the hearts of those that want to be affiliated instead of disaffiliated. Because, yeah. you know, being part of a group is inherent in our nature. I mean, God put it in us. He wants us to be a part of a body, right? Yeah. right? So if we're a part of something, we actually get a benefit. Even if that something is ungodly, like to be a part of, you know, some... A motorcycle gang that sells drugs, <laughs> yeah. right? That is actually, you know, a, a counterfeit of the body of Christ. So it is in us, and we want to be part of something. Hmm. 
Amen. Well, I just thought that'd be a good way to end on at least what sounds to me like pretty good news as we wrap up 2022. But again, Gus, thank you for weighing in on these issues. It's important. We want to be a radio station that doesn't shy away, that isn't silent, because silent pastors, silent pulpits, uh, that is a major problem. And I think we're going to talk about that as we start out 2023. You're reading a book right now. You suppose you'll finish that by the end of the year? Yeah, probably over the next couple days. My father gave me a book to read, Letter to the American Church by Eric Metaxas, and I texted him a couple of days ago because he's been after me to read it, you know, and I've just yeah. been putting it off because I've got other books to read. But I picked it up and I could not put it down. Mm. And it, I actually said to my wife probably know, two nights ago, like, honey, this might be one of the most amazing books I have ever read. Wow. Well, and it's timely, isn't it, for all this yeah, stuff? Yeah, very timely. Out. It's The author draws parallels on how the church gave rise to the rise of the Third Reich, of Hitler, and how the silent church just watched as, you know, a dictator was thrust upon the nation, and Mm. that's going to be happening. We can't be silent. We don't have to be a jerk about it, like you say over and over, but that doesn't mean being silent either. Yeah, there's very few biblical mandates for us to be silent, but there's tons for us to speak up and to show people what Jesus uh, was saying and what he was doing. Amen. All right. God bless you. Merry Christmas to you, your family, your church, and we'll catch you next year, Gus. Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank you. This is your life, God's truth, your QFM.